All right, we're back into it. In 11 minutes, we'll update the news on the other side. Andrew Shear is going to join us, leader of the official opposition up there in Ottawa. And uh, he, no doubt, will have more to say on this matter of loan forgiveness. Uh, because, you know, the Stephen Harper government actually did bail out back in 2009. You might remember the financial meltdown, uh, Fiat Chrysler and GM. We sold our GM shares, I believe, at a loss. But uh, the government just decided, I guess, earlier this year in March to write off $2.6 billion to Chrysler. Uh, they reconfigured the company, and old Chrysler basically uh, left us on the hook. But, Jim, there are all kinds of things that they forgive in terms of big, big dollars, including $344 million dollars from student loan recipients. And so uh, that's another write-off. Let me put it to our panel, Alyssa Freeman, Kevin Gadet, and Rocco Rossi. Kevin, I mean, uh, you're always adjacent to a buck, and you know you have that financial responsibility, Canadian Taxpayers Federation, that was your beat for a while. Is there anything untoward in forgiving such large loans, or is it common practice where some debt just becomes unreconcilable? Really? Is well, that a serious question, John? Well, you, look, if you're not going to recover the money, look, with the students... <clears throat> so the students, I think, are so... I, I'd like to separate the student issue, because yeah. we it's, gets, it's, student debt is a complicated question. Government um, education is expensive. That's However, $2.6 I mean, I was at the Canadian Taxpayer Federation when this happened in 2009, and we ran a campaign in opposition to this, a Lemons campaign, a website. We generated a whole lot of new members, because... This is exactly what, I mean, we predicted the future. It wasn't hard in this case. Governments pretend these things are loans, which they're not. They're, they're, they're de facto grants. And nine years later, it, it comes to light that thanks to some whistleblower, somehow the information gets leaked because the government refused to disclose the name of the, the firm for which the loan was written off. We only found through good journalistic sleuthing and or whistleblowers did we find out it was actually Chrysler. Um, I mean, goodness, I'd love to have the bank handle my mortgage this way, where I, uh, I, I, I get to write off the debt and I get to continue forward without any penalty. Uh, it's it's a huge a huge number for which we need greater transparency and accountability. So what are you arguing, though? But back in 2009, we should never have bailed them out to begin with? Yes. Okay, because, you know, the argument is no. uh, they were saving 52,000 right. jobs. All of or, the taxes or, sorry, or we by should have been honest, or, or, Sorry, quickly. Or we should have honest, or the government should have honestly said that this ain't a loan, it's a grant. So at least be honest with it so, so voters can make good judgments about those decisions and reasonable-minded people can agree to disagree or not. So, yes, at the time I opposed any money to the, to the auto firms, but if they were going to do it, they should have at least called it a grant because in, in nine years later, it turns out that's what it was. Yeah, and I think we got to give a shout-out to Ford because they didn't take money on either side of the, the border through all of that. Right. Uh, and they survived. Yeah. And uh, we're flush with cash. But this uh, almost seemed like a shotgun clause. If uh, you guys don't bail us out, we're going to pull the trigger and away go these 52,000 jobs. And I remember people who uh, were even died in the wool conservatives at the time arguing it was necessary to do uh, because it was that important an industry. So it was too big to fail. Too big to fail. Well, all right. Uh, And it wasn't just just that. You look at the multiplier effect of those uh, jobs. So you're saying Rockwell was a justifiable loan write-off. Look, at the end of the day, I'm with Kevin in the sense of we've got to go into these things eyes wide open and call them what they actually are. But uh, in the same way, a similar way with uh, GM, you got it in shares and um, it ended up being effectively discounted because of the value when those shares were sold. Uh, But there was some mechanism. And similarly, you could have maybe had an equity element 
um, onto the Chrysler deal. Hindsight is twenty twenty. The reality is it was a very difficult circumstance, and you should have gone in eyes wide open what we were doing. We're saving jobs and the tax streams from those jobs and the, the affected jobs downstream. Well, yeah, I think it was sold that way. Everybody understood. Everybody was, you know, uh, really in a very tense time, uh, willing to make these concessions, I guess, in a fit of panic. But as Kevin said, you know, it only came out now in March and uh, the government wasn't transparent or forthcoming and only journalists who uh, were doing some deep, deep digging and FOI requests uh, found out it was Chrysler. But, you know, this is where the liberals, are they going to have to wear this as a sort of a badge of ignominy? Because they're saying, well, this happened under Stephen Harper in 2009. And uh, we knew it was going to be a write-off, blah, 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 because the company kind of uh, reconfigured itself as Fiat Chrysler. And this was old Chrysler. You know, you're dealing with a dead ent- entity. It's a defunct thing. And- hey, no attention to the man behind the screen. Uh, right, right. right. So, Alyssa, I mean, uh, is this something you think that uh, the liberals are going to have to wear? I think that they will. And, you know, when I first read this article, when it was put on our slate, I was furious. I was angry because I I feel that, you know, when I put, you know, if I have to take out money to uh, have a line of credit, for example, the bank expects me to pay it back. Nobody's going to forgive me for that. And I understand there's lots of machinations in there that go back and forth and why you make these deals. You're too big to fail, Alyssa. Well, there, I'm too tall to fail. (laughs) So, but (laughs) I meant your business is too big to be There you go. But, you know, and so it it made me angry and it's sort of, and it was, you know, when you teach your children, if you borrow $10 from me, I expect you to pay ten dollars back, and so I, I, I know. The yeah, and, and, <laughs> says yeah. the Italian. Yeah. What is that? Twenty percent. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I'm also interested to hear you were parsing out that loan to Chrysler and Kevin and also, from, you know, apart from the student loans. And I understand that. But I still, you know, the premise of you take money from the government, I think, or from anybody, you need to pay it back. So I have a, just a huge problem with it all. Well, and just to clarify, and further on the loans, they actually didn't maintain the level of jobs that they were expected to. So there were certain, call them covenants, if you will, loan covenants that weren't maintained. Mm -hmm. So as much as we protected some jobs, we didn't protect them all. And there are a number of issues that I have with these types of of government subsidies that the senior executives of these firms continue to maintain their large bonuses. Yeah. Multi-million dollar bonuses. Well, the banks are the same. You know, this was the whole premise. You can't let the banks fail because then that takes well, everything we, we, down we, the we chute. Oppose the, I oppose the aspect commercial paper bailouts. Uh, a great deal of money which went to our banks in Canada, actually, although it was very little reported upon, nowhere near as large as the U.S., uh, but, but there were still hundreds of millions of dollars that went to our banks for ABCP. And, and yeah, I think that's a problem. That's a problem with these... Well, they were a bulwark against the total financial meltdown. That's the way it was sold anyway, and people seem to have bought into that. So this is what I'm saying. You get into a case of, well, you've got your daughter or a $10 bill, you repay, but real politics suggests otherwise. Look, we've got a situation now with Saudi Arabia and this uh, Khashoggi. He's brutally murdered. Everybody seems to understand now the Saudis did it or some elements within the government had to go right to the top. uh, And our own government is kind of tiptoeing around how they're going to handle this. I mean, Justin, for all his virtue signaling, is now between a rock and a hard place because we got that LAV contract with worth uh, $15 billion out of London, Ontario. And we already know... With hundreds of millions of uh, dollars in, in financial penalties, if it's not uh, Well, that's right. Fulfilled. About a billion dollars, he says. Yeah. Uh, so now even he is sitting there and realizing uh, he can't, you know, right. be talking like uh, he's got this uh, virtue thing going on. 
So what happens there, Kev? What do we do about this Khashoggi killing, if anything? Do we kill the contract? Uh, what pressure do we bring against Saudi Arabia? Yeah, the human rights issue... Uh, uh I, I, I don't see how we can stop that one, to be honest. You know, the best thing we can do to stand up to Saudi Arabia is to do Energy East, because it is absolutely shameful that uh, Canadian refineries in eastern Canada need to uh, pay world prices to, to Saudis, to tin pot dictators, uh, at the same time that we're discounting our oil uh, in, in Canada well, to Well, do you think the that's US. the wake-up call that was necessary, sort of uh, taking them by the lapels and shaking them and saying, listen here, I mean, uh, you're standing on this whole environmental thing and whatever else. Well, we, we, we said this when they, they there's somebody in prison there now. We've lost track of the, the story. There's a Canadian citizen well, yeah. who's yeah. a blogger or something. The female activist. Yeah, yeah, which thank led you. to and, the boycott by the Saudis yeah. on us. And I, I remember being on this panel saying the exact yeah. same thing you said now, less articulately, I'm sure, about the need for Energy East. Build a pipeline so we can have our own darn oil um and of course that went on deaf ears for trudeau and and i'm sure this will too i'm afraid well that's all right because people are paying attention these kinds of things are adding up there have been a litany of things i've even suggested here on this panel today where he's either gonna have to wear it or uh figure out what is the right side of this thing uh historically all right, we'll leave on that note. Uh, I appreciate it. These are, of course, some talking points I'll pick up with Andrew Shear. He'll join us shortly after the news at the top of the hour, and we're almost there. So uh, we'll part company with our panel here on the Tuesday edition. Always a pleasure. Alyssa Freeman, PR and pop culture media expert. Kevin Gadette, president of Bright Point Strategy. And Rocco Rossi, the CEO of the Ontario Chamber of Commerce. Thank you all.